The biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. There's a new push to remove former President Trump from the 2024 ballot in Massachusetts. A small group of voters along with liberal advocacy group Free Speech for People filed a petition with the Massachusetts Elections Board calling for a hearing on whether Trump should be removed from the ballot, claiming he incited an insurrection. This comes that the U.S. Supreme Court is expected to weigh in on the Colorado's court ruling that Trump is ineligible to run for office. Rhode Island and Massachusetts residents are being urged to prepare for a possible winter storm that could impact the state in the coming days. Forecasters say precipitation could begin falling as early as Saturday night and that some spots may, um, may end up having to deal with several inches of snowfall. The city of Fall River has announced a parking ban ahead of this weekend's expected snow. Mayor Paul Coogan announced a citywide parking ban going into effect beginning today at 12 p.m. and until further notice. While the ban is in effect, parking is allowed on the north side of all city streets that run east and west and allow for the west side for all streets that run north and south. In most cases, that means no parking until the fire hydrant side. The state has given several communities permission to restrict fossil fuels for new construction. An NPR station in Boston reported that they can require new buildings use heating and cooling systems not dependent on fossil fuels. The goal is to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Communities participating include Acton, Brookline, Cambridge, Concord, Lexington, and Lincoln. Former Stoughton Police Detective Robert, Detective Sergeant Robert Kennedy is avoiding jail time for defrauding three landlords. Kennedy was charged after lying to obtain leases on three different apartments between 2020 and last June and then intentionally withheld rent payments. Kennedy pleaded guilty to wire fraud last September. He was sentenced to two years of probation with the first six months spent under home confinement. In sports, the Boston Bruins are facing off against the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. The puck drops at 7 o'clock sharp. The, Bru- the Celtics are facing off against the Indiana Pacers tonight as well. The tip-off is set for 7 o'clock. And the New England Patriots have one more game this season against the New York Jets tomorrow at 1 p.m. Weather forecast, it's going to be a snowy evening tonight with temperatures reaching 39 degrees. Expect 1 to 3 inches of snow in the New Bedford area. Tomorrow's forecast, 39 degrees with snow and rain up to 1 inch. Be sure to watch AB, uh, I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. This is the Ken Pittman Show on 1420 WBSM.
from the 1420 WBSM Broadcast Center, this is the Ken Pittman Show. Get interactive. Become a keyboard warrior on WBSM's Facebook page. Read Pittman's latest blogs on WBSM.com and call 508-996-0500 to get on the air. Now, the unapologetically conservative Ken Pittman. So much to unpack here. 2024 is in. Out with 2023. And uh, the president didn't wait too long to give his uh, first political election season speech. And um, what was revealing to me is uh, not just how angry Biden is, how desperate he is, when he really didn't have anything positive to say. Which was, I mean, I waited and waited. I was, wow, this he's not going to do anything except talk about his presumed opponent, Donald Trump. I think he mentioned that the inflation was down, down from the incredible spike he created. Yes, that's true. It's, it's much higher than when he came in office, though. Um, so that, that's, that's the truth. But he did not really talk about his time and what he had done. The focus of the, the Biden election kickoff, re-election kickoff speech was, you need to hate Donald Trump. And, of course, Biden didn't write the speech. Of course, Biden doesn't decide what's in the speech. And uh, we, as we even, he even says it throughout the course of his administration. I'm not allowed. I'm going to be in trouble. Numerous things like that. So whoever is, is getting the message out, we, we, we know this is a political truth for both sides, is that when you... Go negative, it's because you're looking at the polls. You're looking at your own numbers. And they must feel that that uh, Joe Biden is in big trouble. You know, judging by the content of that speech, which was not only delusional, but 90% negative. I guess you really can't blame him for for not really talking about his own record. The draconian policies of firing loyal public servants from soldier to cop to whatever, um, you know, the protections of the American citizens stripped Unless you took the COVID-19 vaccination. 
start there because that was really the biggest issue when he came in. And then the disgraceful panic instead of the orderly dignified exit of Afghanistan, it is one of the worst chapters in American military history. One of the most embarrassing moments in American history. The air he took out of the tires of the U.S. economy. Going after American appliances. I mean, everything that could have gone wrong, I'd say maybe 11 out of 12 did. His appointment as cabinet is one of the worst ever assembled, ever assembled. When does the transportation secretary ever become an issue? But Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who really has no business with the position other than he endorsed Donald Trump after bowing out of the Democratic primary, um, he, but he, he made a mess of things, didn't he? When there were thousands of contain, container ships backed up off and, and just meandering off the coast of California. Unable to get to the docks in Long Beach and unload. What did he do? He went on vacation. All these train derailments. And I thought it was kind of funny. The train derailments, the... Toxic crises around the t- these train derailments because a lot of them were, were chemical derailments. And uh, agents were in the atmosphere around the towns of uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, that, that sort of thing. And he said, well, you know, it's typical. This happens a lot. Coming on the heels of, no pun intended, derailing the pipeline that would have replace the trains bringing oil from Canada down to the Gulf of Mexico. That argument went away quickly for the Keystone Pipeline detractors. And just like these things that shouldn't really be an embarrassment for the country, just they, they just piled on because everything this guy was doing was counterproductive to what was working. I mean, I would tell you, if I was writing Trump's speech, I'd say, you know what? If you like the way Putin is behaving now compared to when I was in office, then you should vote for Joe Biden. If you like the way North Korea is performing and acting, you should vote for Joe Biden. 
if you like the prices at the gas tanks. I, yeah, it's it's under it's under three dollars and thirty cents right now. Congratulations. A little more than it's a little less than twice what it was when you came into office. And we're, by the way, we're prior, uh, these prices are pre-Memorial Day. We all know what happens then. You'll be looking again at 350 370 But he hasn't, he hasn't got much to run on in terms of positive things to say, this is why you need to return me. And I don't even know one person that plans on voting for Joe Biden who thinks he'll be able to run the country in 2028. Because that's what you're, you're voting for, is, is who's going to be there the next four years when you look at the decline between Joe Biden today and when Joe Biden was... At least when he was hiding in his basement prior to the elections, he, he didn't... Uh, he didn't seem to rely on the minds of others as much. I mean, there's no, there's no questioning the fact that he's declining much quicker than his supporters believed he was. I think they thought he could do this at a, and, and just the slide was coming much slower than it actually has. But it's a miscalculation. Fine. Plus, you had to stop Donald Trump at all costs. And who are you going to go with? Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren? It wasn't going to work. They were, they were stuck with Biden, and now they're stuck with him again. I'm uh, going to talk about this uh, Vanity Fair story. Uh, the victim, Jeffrey Epstein's victim, who for the most part said Clinton wasn't there for a lot of the, uh, for any of the, as far as she knew, one of the victims that uh, was, was speaking, and her name, um, we have her name, She's not one of the Jane Doe's anymore, but she's credible enough for just Ghislaine's, um, Ghislaine Maxwell's defense in the court. She said Bill Clinton stormed into Vanity Fair in Manhattan and demanded that they not publish the story they were about to publish of Jeffrey Epstein and child sex trafficking. And the liberal media went right to Vanity Fair's editor at the time and said, is this true? And he said, no, it's not true. And they were, oh, well, we didn't think so. So you just confirmed it. So they go to the guy who would be guilty of extending the lives, of the nightmarish lives of these victims for a longer period of time. If the story is true, I don't know if it was true or not. It seems kind of credible. And the records of the Secret Service would be able to tell if Bill Clinton went into Vanity Fair's office. And by the way, if he went into the office, that, that I'll tell you why that makes it more credible. Because if you're an ex-president and they're going to interview you, there was no real interview Anyway, near the time frame she's talking about, but 
when you're a president and ex-president, they go to you. You don't go to them. Why would he be in that office? That seems to be the most damning thing so far in the uh, in the dump of the Epstein list that everybody's been waiting on. 508-996-0500, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey. Go ahead. I the yeah, I thought the president's speech was very good. You did? Yeah. yeah consider the fact he didn't write it. It's a prepared speech. Yes. So basically, he's reading someone else's work. And uh, he doesn't give anybody, they never do, none of the politicians, a footnote or say, uh, this was written by so-and-so on my staff or whatever. Uh, no credit to him. So basically, it's a mindless uh, dribble-drabble. It's not even, he probably hadn't even seen it before. But I, 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 yeah, I get all that. I, I think that's true for most presidents. I mean, Mark, uh, I think Mark, Mark Levin even wrote some speeches for Reagan. But the fact that he didn't sit there and say, you know what, here's what I did here, and it was great. And but he didn't, he didn't really have a positive speech. No, he didn't. He didn't. And uh, the thing is, he didn't promise anything. He didn't promise anything at all. When things are so good and you're so great and you've done so well, what do you do? You promise He didn't promise anything because he's got nothing to uh, snap his suspenders on. He's got, he's got nothing. Light up a cigar about or take a victory lap. I think it's hard for for him to, to promise anything. What can he promise? He's not going to promise that the border will be in better control because he's already demonstrated what will happen if he's in charge of the border. The, the, right. um, I mean, that's a big issue. Yeah. Uh, immigration, um, the economy, uh, abortion, and the list goes on. What has he proven? Uh, the wall doesn't work. Uh, Planned Parenthood condoms don't work. Uh, unemployment, uh, the voters don't work. Um, the budget, uh, the budget doesn't work. As a matter of fact, another shutdown, the budget doesn't work. Nothing works. You got to vote for somebody where things work. Don't make America great again. Make things work again. And then, if you can do that, make America great again. Nothing's working right now. The distribution of food, etc. Yeah, everything. There was a shortage on a shortage on uh, anything from diapers to baby formula to certain medicines easily found in years past. Vaccine or the, uh, uh, the TCD, they're putting out false information. That didn't work. Uh, nothing worked. And yeah. we're all suffering from it. And then the hitting that uh, projected uh, a $40 trillion in debt next year at this time. And if things continue on with this Democratic administration. One of the things that jumped out at me was Biden said that Trump wants to do away with democracy. Here you have. You have Biden operatives trying to eliminate Trump from being on the ballot. Uh, look what they've done in their own primary. We had Democrats who are running in the primary in the DNC, and, and they've been told there'll be no debates. You don't have the right to debate. I don't care what you do for money. I don't care what you do for polling. The president's not going to have to debate you. Yeah, and because nothing's working. The green energy isn't working. 
electric cars, um, selling, that's not working. Um, the energy dependency with oil, um, that's not working. Uh, the uh, the reserves for uh, wartime and everything depleted, uh, that hasn't been refilled, that's not working. Negotiations over Taiwan, that's not working. Ukraine, um, that, that that's not working. It's, it's a stalemate because we don't give them what they need. So we're not giving them what they need, so things aren't working there. Um, Netanyahu retaliating against Hamas from October 7th. Uh, we have intervened. That's not working. Aircraft carriers in the Red Sea, uh, that's not working. No, it's, it's, a, it's globally, it's internally... Uh, I don't know where they're going to find the money to keep the roads up, to keep the cops on and firemen in the departments. We have how many million uh, new Americans that just came in illegally and they're going to be given everything and you're going to pay for it and you're going to like it. I mean, he, this guy has no plan. Um, no. It, it, is, it is obvious that, I mean, he's scuttling the future of this country. Like, as bad as Putin is for, for Russia, Joe Biden has really made the, the country's future dismal. Yeah, fentanyl coming in through the border, that's not working. 80,000 or 100,000 deaths of usually under the age of 35. Um, so the, the drug thing, and that, that's not working. It's not working. Homelessness, and that's not working. Well, I think the cartels would, would disagree. I think they're thriving under, under this situation. Yeah, I, I would think so. I would think so, but um, for us... Uh, things aren't working. Um, the, the, the sanctuary cities suddenly aren't working. Um, and gun laws are not working. Uh, you know, it, it goes on and on. Uh, nothing's working. Uh, but both for me. Uh, democracy is at stake. Uh, uh, well, yeah, okay, I, I'll buy it. I'll vote for you. And uh, I'm voting for things to keep not working, right? Or I'm not black, or I'm not white, or Jim Crow 2.0. That's working. Joe Biden. Total trouble. Hey, hey, thank you for the time. You bet. A good, good, good phone call. You made some good points. Like the, the whole, the whole administration. I mean, I, I'm. If people are being honest with themselves, they would never vote for this guy twice. Uh, and I think you'll see that reflected in the. Next election, I think it would be easier if it was not Donald Trump for people to switch their vote and, and just move that ballot selection over a half an inch or an inch, whatever it is. I think it's going to be very difficult for people to do it twice. And here, a big, big Biden supporter, right? We got Jeffrey Sachs, professor at Columbia University with, with an unbelievable... Um, Unbelievable remarks about Joe Biden. He's a bona fide liberal Democrat. Didn't want to question anything about Biden's administration. And he is saying things that will blow your hair back. From real clear politics, uh, Jeffrey Sachs is the, again, he's the Columbia University professor known for his work with the UN. And uh, on a podcast with... Uh, with host Andrew Napolitano. He said Biden's adventure in Ukraine has backfired and that he's caused a bloodbath and disaster. And this is a never Trumper here. This is a, an amazing admission here. 
He said, this is a plan that has just gone off the cliff. It was a terrible idea based on a set of miscalculations by the U.S. military industrial complex with Biden out there as the front person. And it has gone horribly wrong. They can't admit it because they're all parties to this horrible outcome. So they would rather double down. It's not them fighting after all. It's not their money. Everybody's doing it on deficit spending. And it's not their soldiers, only Ukrainians that are dying. He continues, we now have foreign policy in the hands of a few people and they happen to be incompetent aside from everything else or there's another theory which is they really don't care about the outcome it's the war itself that is the desire because it is big business Sachs said it's an end game and it's a shame for Biden who caused this because Biden stopped negotiations that would have ended the conflict last March or April actually in 2022 We're now in 2024. This is a, uh, a 23 article. Can you imagine? I, I talked about it on this program for, for a little while. You've, you've heard no real serious leadership discussion about negotiating, getting Zelensky and Putin to the table. What's it going to take, boys? Nothing. Nothing. Talks, if there's talks at so low level, that's not even making the news cycle. It's destroying Eastern Europe, and there's no plans to, to, to stop it. They, they, well, let me go back, because Jeffrey Sachs says that Biden stopped negotiations that would have ended the conflict in March or April of 2022. Sachs continued, he said, Ukraine is being slaughtered. Russia is dominant on the battlefield. We have heard in recent weeks, heard so many details about how the United States stopped an agreement between Ukraine and Russia that would have spared Ukraine from this war. And the U.S. stopped it because they told the Ukrainians to continue fighting. And the Ukrainians have lost hundreds of thousands of people. You have these two, Army Chief Valery Zelushny and President Volodymyr Zelensky, who are essentially in the U.S. pocket and have been funded by the U.S., who tells them to fight. And it has basically been a bloodbath and disaster and will continue and continue. This is an endgame, and it's a shame for Biden who caused this. This is that Biden supporter, big Biden supporter. Good for him. And people who told you Trump was going to bring you to World War III are bringing you closer to World War III when Trump was defusing things. Iran was behaving. He destroyed ISIS. ISIS is now back to international terrorism. They just took credit for the, the, uh, the attack on Iran. But We know that the, our intelligence community is, has been monitoring the growth of ISIS since 2022. After Trump came in and eviscerated them in three months, something that uh, Barack Obama said he couldn't do in, in three years, four years, the last four years of his administration, couldn't stop him, couldn't stop their homicidal carnage, their massive mission to just kill as many as possible up there in 
Syria and Iraq. You have a big Biden supporter who has the credentials and the credibility to say that this is a war in Ukraine. It's, it's creating massive costs for the United States. It serves no useful purpose. Prolonged deliberately by Biden in some completely miscalculated idea that this would weaken Russia when it has done the opposite. It has strengthened Russia and led to a massive upgrading of Russia's military technology and an increase in the size of the Russian army. And he says all of this was predictable, except we have a completely incompetent administration. I can't believe my ears. It's refreshing. Brian Dixon, Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year, Ken. Good to see you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you feeling? Because last week I was... I was supposed to watch something with you, and you came down with something. Yeah, I, yeah, I had a. I don't ever get headaches, and it um, just came on. But we, what were we supposed to watch? We were supposed to watch um, a bowl game. I forget. I forget. I wasn't it um, Wisconsin and LSU? Maybe no. You know, I hate these games now because people. So many people are not in them. I don't. I'm, I don't want to see them anymore. But any surprises? No, wasn't it, wasn't it Georgia Florida State? Ken? Yeah. Which, you know what, that was a sleeper anyway. Florida State, they should have, everybody should have played. They should have said, you know what, uh, we're going to stay undefeated and you made a big mistake and we're proving it. But but no, I don't think it would have made a difference if everybody played. But it was a 63-3? was a 63 to three? Yeah. Oh. How did, both, both of the playoff games were down to the wire, Ken. Playoff games were great and it was due to bad football. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, by Alabama. One, the well, first game was Alabama. Michigan made some bad. How about Michigan muffing a punt at the two yard line? It was caused of a, a, a safety. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and that was unnecessary. I'm like, let it go. What's wrong with them? Yeah, just let it go. There was some bad decisions made by both Alabama and uh, and uh, Michigan. Um, but if you're worried about the Patriots' future and you're you're worried about quarterbacks, um. There's, there's going to be a few that look good enough for the NFL. Um, and it, it, as we get closer to the end here, it's more evident because I thought J.J. McCarthy didn't have a very prolific game against Alabama, but he was, what, 17 for 27 with um, three touchdowns, no interceptions for Michigan. Uh, he's, he's only 20. Yeah, he he look, he look looks like he's getting get that he can win a big game, Ken, now. Yeah, now, Penix... Michael Penix from Washington has, I think, the best pure arm in the in college right now. I don't I don't see a better throwing arm. The guy just lofts a, the best long bomb. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long, long time. But uh, he's his stock is up, right? It's it should be kind of if, but a lot. I think a lot of teams in the NFL are going to be scared to draft them though, Ken. Right, because of the injuries. Yeah, the two ACL tears. Um, He's 24 years old. Yeah, that happened when he was at Indiana. And, yeah, he is 24, but so is Joe Burrow. Hey, hey, again, how far ahead can you look in the NFL when you're planning your future on a, on a team with free agency and limited contracts and, the, you know, the opting out and all this other crap? I, I don't think you can look more than five years down the road anyway. Yeah, but Bur- Burrow's first, like, two years here, he two years in the NFL, didn't he win a Super Bowl? No, but he was in one. Yeah, he... He was in what? I think that happened to Dan Marino too. 
right? I think one of his first two years, I think he went up against the um, 49ers. So he, he turned out to be a pretty who did, good quarterback. Who did Burroughs go up against, Ken? Because didn't they win one? No. Um, good question. Wait a minute. Now, what's wrong with my memory? Philadelphia. Was it Philadelphia? They beat, they beat the no. The Philadelphia beat the Patriots. Burrow lost to. Was it Tampa Bay? Was it was it Bra when Brady was at Tampa Bay? Who did Brady beat in the Super Bowl? Hold on, now I gotta check. The, the most remarkable thing about that Brady Super Bowl with Tampa Bay was was that he had to go on the road as a wild card team and and do it the hard way. Um, but that team just got better and better. Now, I wonder what the split is in Patriot Nation. Keep Bill or let him go. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say, but we'll do it after the commercial break. You're listening to The Ken Pittman Show, 508-996-0500. We'll return. Pittman Show on 1420 WBSM. All right, we're going to take off for the newsroom in just a few moments, and then we'll come back to uh, our discussion. But the way the Pats have played in recent weeks, Ryan, um, yeah, they they get four wins on the season. Seems like Belichick lost the team for a while here, but they're running through walls for him right now. Yeah, Boy, if if you look that? if you look at the schedule, Ken, <laughs> yep, they they have <laughs> they've had I know seven seven one uh, one score games. Losses this year. Yeah. I mean, they got blown out by uh, New Orleans. There's been a couple of unexcusable embarrassments. And uh, look, you've heard me say it. When you have 20 years of success at or near the Super Bowl, you know, within reach most of those years, and you lose the best quarterback to ever play the game, and you lose the best tight end to ever play the game, and people retire, and, and other teams cover your plays, and they get raided by free agency, there's going to be... I'll a let, sudden collapse. Yes. No matter who's coaching, right? And, well, yeah, but you're going to take away the, the GM. I mean, okay, go to, go back to Nikhil, Nikhil Harry. When was that? When was that? In 2019? Uh, was he drafted in 2019? It, it was either 2019 or 2018. Ken. Yeah. All right. So that was a bad pick. It, it really and it, was. And that was. And that's on Belichick, Ken. Yeah. And Mac Jones, What? nobody thought Mac Jones was a bad pick for when they got him at the time. I didn't hear one complaint. No, I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything when and, and they drafted him in his first year. They felt he was already instantly ready to play better than Cam Newton, so they they benched Cam Newton and Mac Jones was the starter, and he was an alternate in the in the Pro Bowl game. He had that good of a year. They, and I mean Bill Belichick, I, I think they ruined him. I don't think I don't think Mac Jones 
not under the illusion that he, he should be back, but we're going to go to the news. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this. But you, got a new, you need a new quarterback as a result. You want him to stay? Do you want him to go? 508-996-0500. We'll get back to it in just a few moments. You're listening to The Ken Pittman Show. WBSM and W258DR New Bedford. New Bedford's news talk station. 1420 AM and 99.5 FM. WBSM, a town square media station.